This episode is brought to you in collaboration with Go With Yammo. Go With Yammo is an art exhibition app which helps you find the exhibitions and art events happening all around you. The app displays exhibitions based on your location, showing you the ones nearest you at the top of the list. If you're going on a trip, you can change your location to plan your art excursions accordingly. What makes the app really fun is when you're at an art exhibition, you can check in and earn points, which can then be used to redeem prizes from the in-app store, such as prints, exhibitions, books, and more. Go With Yammo also creates custom virtual exhibitions for galleries and artists. These, alongside exciting blog content, can be found via their extensive website. The app is free to download now. Make sure you visit their website at www.gowithyammo.com. That's www.g-o-w-i-t-h-y-a-m-o.com. joining us for this mini-series of Art and a Podcast, the podcast brought to you by Art and a Postcard. This series, I will be speaking to some of the artists auctioning postcard-sized masterpieces in an upcoming mini-auction, curated by curator, collector and gallerist, India Rose James. Today, I'm speaking to painter Christy Chan. Hi, Christy. It's so nice to speak to you, as always. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. And where are you speaking to us from today? I'm in London right now, in West London, in my friend's place where I'm staying momentarily. Fantastic. And uh, let's just jump straight into it, I think. Yeah, of course. Um, I've seen your work been described, um, you know, in one word as autobiographical, and you even have described it as a kind of hologram of these random past events. And I wonder, how much of your life is present on the canvases? How much does it inspire you? Um, Just just about everything uh it's it's genuinely incredibly autobiographical it's about conversations i have with people friends books i read things that i come across um and i often just put them in my like phone like in the notes and i I actually was in a talk the other day just in december and um i was kind of talking about this how how these painting come to life and uh, someone actually told me that because I don't work with um, sketches, these sort of titles that that kind of spark in my head, they almost act as like a concept. That so it, it kind of becomes like a concept sketch. Actually, um, that was something that I never thought about until someone mentioned that. And it, because you mentioned it, let let's talk titles. So I have to say, some of my favourites have been Weird Human Pretzel. <laughs> yeah. on the golf buggy becoming yeah. furniture while I eat hula hoops yes um, and I wonder so these titles come into your mind and you you don't down in your notes app and then do the canvases feature like that one snapshot very specific memory or are they like I say this sort of like overlapping of different memories that all contribute to that theme so I used to kind of have an over- overlapping of ideas and memories and experiences but then those three particular paintings that you mentioned were genuinely about really specific points. Um, so for example, Weird Human Pretzel, it was just because my partner and I we were cuddling and then we were like, oh, and we were in Germany then. And we're like, haha, <laughs> it's like a weird human pretzel. Um, and that's kind of how that title came up. It was just like this one moment of, 
oh, that's funny. And, and that kind of caught on to me. Uh, and Pendulum on a golf buggy. Um, well, a friend of mine, her her partner is uh, the lead singer of Pendulum. So we uh, she kindly invited me to go see their, their concert. And uh, we were going through backstage and we were on a golf buggy to see, uh, to go to the dressing room. And I haven't been on a golf buggy for absolutely forever. And so that painting was kind of, it, well, it tried to uh, encapsulate that that moment, that little journey on a golf buggy was quite special. And then uh, when we were, we were there, we took some Polaroid pictures, no, not Polaroids, um, film pictures, and, and they came out really nice. And that particular painting is, yeah, a reference to one of those pictures when we were, you know, enjoying music and dancing to it. And um, daydreaming about hula hoops, uh, I, just love hula hoops like the crisp. I am obsessed. If I ever get a Tesco meal deal, I will definitely get hula hoops. And uh, yeah, and I, I was just like, there's just one point in my life where I would buy like two big bags of them and just finish them in like two days. And as a point, I was like, okay, I don't think that's feasible <laughs> in, in my health. Uh, so I painted something about daydreaming about it instead of just eating away. He doesn't love hula hoops. <laughs> yeah, they are so good. The thing is, like, I've been I've been told that hula hoops is is not superior, and I was like, excuse me, it is like original flavor is like my absolute favorite. <laughs> me too, especially those like you know the slightly bigger ones. Like, yes, because <laughs> you yeah, get the big hoops as an adult. Oh, dream! I I'm honestly thinking about it right now. <laughs> yeah, go and get some after this. <laughs> Yes. And it's, it's so lovely how the memories that you are depicting and the ones you've talked about are these kind of smaller, quite niche memories. They're necessarily like, you know, standout ones. And I think that's probably more reflective of life is life is these, you know, smaller moments, like you say, of you with your partner kind of stitched together rather than the big, you know, standout moments you might, you know, like a wedding or, or a birth or something like that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I think for me, it's also important to um, appreciate these little things because I think, uh, particularly throughout COVID, I was like, uh, everyone's so hard to satisfy, and everyone's like moaning about, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, and I kind of started thinking about uh, wanting to appreciate the smaller things in life, like you know, the idea of like owning less and feeling more and and being more aware of my surroundings. And that was that's kind of how I started really noticing these little things that actually really excites me. But I'm also very very easily excitable. I love that you need to be, <laughs> and I love the love the idea of yeah, owning less and feeling more. And and do yeah. you find that going back over these? Um, these memories and these reflections, do you find that you're feeling those same feelings you felt at the time when painting them again? I wouldn't say I feel the same when I paint them because painting itself, it's um, it's another experience that can't quite, not necessarily live up to, but at the same time, oh, okay, painting as an experience doesn't, can't quite, it's just not comparable you know like it, it feel it's a different thing when you're painting you're you are painting and there's nothing else that you're thinking about apart from okay this is a concept that I'd like to you know reimagine um, but ultimately it still boils down to the experience of painting if that makes sense yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense and with your paintings you're not just using sort of traditional you know oil paints are you I know you also use oil stick in your medium yeah um I basically just use whatever I can get my hands onto. I remember um, back in high school uh, in Cheltenham, like in the 20, 2014, 2016, uh, we would 
you were given like oil pastels as well as like a part of like you have to do that with a levels and I and I kind of had that for for the entire time that I was working and I would sometimes use the oil pastels as well and I there's a phase where I thought I was going to be an amazing seamstress so I bought a lot of like fabric and I didn't use it and then in the end I ended up sewing them into um the uh, the, the linen that I was painting on uh yeah so really just whatever I whatever is lying around and I want to just use it and I'll probably use it I love that so even that is like an amalgamation of different of different things yeah yeah um I, I remember there's this one painting that I made called a uh, boring green painting and it was because of an article that I read about this woman saying like oh there's no amazing male painters and I was like that's wrong <laughs> um and I wanted to as a woman as a female I wanted to make a painting that is deemed as boring and green uh so I I was trying to challenge the idea with other stuff that I was thinking about and I found some wood veneer and I was like oh that's traditionally seen as a male's craft and I sewed the canvases together really poorly because sewing has always been seen as a woman's craft and but then because I sewed it so poorly it's like haha uh, <laughs> who's doing what um yeah so um sometimes I like to play with these misconceptions and sometimes it's just like okay I have it so I'll, I'll use it I love that. I haven't seen that work. I really want to see that. Oh, thank you. Um, it was actually in, in the show last summer at Soho Review around July. And then, yeah, but I, I think it's now gone to a collector and I have no idea where it is. <laughs> and, and you mentioned um, the green specifically in that work, but your colour choice in general is so standout. It's phenomenally vibrant, you know, electric colours. Could you tell us a little bit about your palette choice in terms of my palette I think again it's the same where I choose whichever color that I have at hand um or sometimes it would you know it would be specific because I was like okay I need to I want to paint a green painting so I will make something quite green but most colors really just come naturally I look at it and I was like okay I I need to think about what color matches. Uh, sometimes I actually um, take a picture of the painting and then I'd like the uh, like colored lines on Instagram because there's like the function where you can just like block out colors and stuff. Um, and I try to see what what color works. Um, so I, I do think it's quite like in- instinctive. Yeah, and very like intuitive with colors and also materials, like you say. I love yeah. the idea of you sitting there on like um, Instagram stories and yeah, coloring in different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, that's something that I do actually quite a lot, um, and I'm quite guilty of it, but it's quite fun. I think that's wonderful. You use use what's around you, and I think Instagram's you know the bane of our life, but also such a such a benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, uh, and I also have like other editing tools on my phone uh, where I can just like block out things and see what works and whatnot and uh but in the end I always kind of go the complete opposite way of what I planned but it I feel like you know trying things out obviously is still always a part of the process absolutely absolutely and and an interesting part of your career I guess your journey has been this idea of flowers I know we I mentioned this to you um a bit earlier on um, yeah. but I wonder if you could talk to me a little bit about flowers and flower arrangement in your practice what is the sort of relevance of flowers in this way I've grown up loving flowers and my mum uh, when I was still in Hong Kong, maybe when I was like eight or nine, uh, my mom started floral arrangement uh, or arranging, uh, you know, taking classes. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. Uh, so 
so we ended up uh, she ended up enrolling me with uh, her class and the teacher um he's a very wonderful florist uh flower artist um called masao uh oh, mizukami masao mizukami and he and he was like okay i don't want to teach kids but we'll see and then apparently i was really patient as a nine-year-old so he took me on and i ended up learning floral arrangement ikebana particularly uh, it's a japanese way of uh floral arrangement for around eight years and i think that really made me feel a lot with um, negative spaces and appreciation for negative spaces and of course i was it made me really sensitive to color particularly uh, vibrant colors which is I, I suppose very dominant in my paintings but I, I think it was mainly the the appreciation for negative space that's really um was that was something that I really brought with me and and took with me in in my paintings and uh, particularly the the more abstract works. Thank you thank you for sharing that it's so fascinating and, and now you've said about the negative space that seems so sort of obvious with your work but it's so interesting how you play with it. Yeah I, I mean it, it's obviously still a work in process and a uh, progress still a work in progress and um, right now I'm also trying to um, experiment with perhaps toning down the, the palette and reducing it or maybe increasing it like crazy um, playing with less contrast, more contrast, um, and just to see where I get to, and, and also emphasizing on the idea of negative space and, you know, what you can explore through the negative space. It's so interesting. It's so, so interesting. And do you still, do you still work with flowers nowadays? You said it was eight years you've worked on them? Yeah. So, uh, I kind of stopped just before I left for the UK when I was 16 uh, and sometimes I go back and I'd like take a lesson or two um, but not very recently at all because flowers are really expensive and um, and it also takes a lot of time and care and uh, at the moment I, I'd like to focus on painting but maybe when I go back to Hong Kong. I think that's really really wonderful and you Christy have recently been named an artist to watch in 2022 by Oculus oh yes and I wonder what have been some sort of key moments in your career so far that's a uh, very epic one <laughs> I, I I would say um potentially my solo show with the artist room I think that was honestly the most incredible experience and um it was quite special to you know be their second show since they opened and their first solo show with you know a, a young emerging artist and Milo and Laurie they've been really really wonderful and um I, I would say that was like a key moment because they have been so supportive and they were working really hard to you know get the show the paintings and get the paintings to um people that they think are going to love it and appreciate the paintings for its merits um and yeah and I think that would that was kind of like a big milestone for me to have a have a solo in London yeah it's huge it's really huge and it's lovely to hear that you had all the people supporting you and is there a sort of dream project you'd like to work on one day uh a dream project oh I'm not sure I, I think I've always dreamt of painting a mural but then 
the idea of a mural really scares me um, because when I paint, it always doesn't quite like, yeah, I, I, I never plan. So it's going to be like a really long process. But I, I'd also love to, you know, try to work on sculptures, actually. Um, but I, I don't think I've thought about it too much about like a dream project. I Lately, I've just been thinking like, ah, I want to paint this. I want to paint that. The idea of you doing sculpture is particularly interesting, I think, especially with what we were just speaking about. Yeah, um, I, I I really want to explore you know the the three-dimensional aspect of of sculpture and with the interplay with painting and and you know floor arrangement is a great way to explore that but um it's so temporary but I guess it's also the beauty of it uh so yeah but I also really want to make pots I I think that'll be really fun and I I I'm so bad at being precise with things so we'll see how that goes I look forward to seeing them one day (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> and so the reason we're here, obviously, is for the auction for Art on a Postcard. Yes. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how you and India met. India is obviously the curator of this mini auction. Yeah. Um, so I think we met uh, maybe back in 2020 when uh, a few of my works were in an online show with Covet. That's art. And um, she, she reached out after uh, purchasing one of the works there. And we kind of kept in contact, like really briefly on Instagram. And then last summer, she was sort of do like an open call. She was like, any like woman artist who's interested uh, in showing. And I was like, yes, sign me up. And um, and that's where I showed the boring green painting. Uh, and that was quite fun. And then we kind of chatted a little bit more. Um, and she was really supportive when I had the solo show with Artist Room as well. Yeah, and then, you know, we just kind of kept in contact and spoke about painting and just, you know, life in general. And we kind of got along really well. And have you started the postcards? I know we're doing this well in advance. So I wonder if you've planned them, started them, yes. not even thought about them. I have, I have. Um, so basically, when I started painting them, I've already painted them. I started this year, uh, 2012, uh, tw- sorry, 2022, with two paintings. Um, one is actually going to be on show, and so review, and another one somewhere else. And those two paintings were quotes from books that I was reading. And then after those two, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm trying really hard to be academic, even though it wasn't like, you know, I didn't do it on purpose. It, it was just those two quotes really spoke to me. So I was like, okay, I'm, I want to do something that's very like physical and very immediate and very impulsive. So I've always been interested in um, lifting and like the physical body and strength. And uh, for example, you know, uh, one of my paintings or three of them are about arm wrestling party uh, and it's very much about working out. So, uh, and I've also always found uh, the protein structures really beautiful. And I've always wanted to make some paintings around them. So uh, one of the work, one of the, the postcard is exactly about that it is simply about the the protein structure and the beauty of it and you know the fact that we're always like you know the the gym people they're always like ah I gotta get the protein in and it's kind of funny but it is true and it's kind of incredible how these tiny protein structures build incredible muscles in your body um so that that is one of the works and the two other works 
steps are about me managing to progress and managing to do pistol squats and then being able to do weighted pistol, pistol squats. So one of them is called pistol squat 5kg and pistol squat 8kg, which is, you know, a weight added on top. Uh, yeah, and these are like the three postcards that I made. I love that and congrats <laughs> on doing the pistol squat. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I was so happy. Go, Christy. That is so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you've just done so much, Christy. We've only touched on certain aspects. And I wonder, what do you have coming up? What does 2022 hold for you? What are you looking forward to? Um, there is a lot coming up and I am so excited. Uh, so obviously tonight will be the opening night uh, of Soho Review. Uh, it's a group show, an Acadian kind of love Um so that's a group show that I'm very looking forward to because 15% goes to Choose Love as well, uh, which I think it's really important to, you know, art supporting the society and society supporting art. It's, it's a really important dynamic. Um, and then I'm actually, the reason why I'm staying at my friend's couch is because I'm moving to Berlin in seven days in a week's time. And I will be there for three months for residency uh, with Laura Del Acro collection. And uh, that ends with a solo show uh, around April, May. So that's something very excited. None of the works has been made <laughs> and I'm a bit stressed out, but it's gonna be fine. Uh, and then I'm also going to be in the group show with Tabula Rasa Gallery in Beijing. Also some large scale works. So, I'm, uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, and then come back to London in around May and then I'll work towards uh, another solo show, uh, which is uh, off space. So we, we can like include more paintings with the artist room again. Um, and I'm so excited to work with Milo and Laurie again. Uh, and then after that, I'll chill out. And then I have a residency at The Cabin uh, in LA with Danny first. Um, so that's like a beautiful cherry on top and you know a bit of summer in the winter times to end 2022 with uh, and hopefully go home after that's a huge year that's so exciting <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on um yeah but i'm very very excited honestly hugely well deserved that's really thank i can't you. wait to see everything and just thank you so much christy for, for speaking to me today and obviously for donating these three works i can't wait to see to the auction Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. You've been just so wonderful and such a lovely host. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Art and a Podcast. Please subscribe to us, share it with your loved ones and support us so that we can carry on these conversations. 